Welcome everyone to the College Parent Podcast. My name is Callie. My name is Hannah. And we want to thank you for joining us. On today's episode, we will be interviewing Dr. Sarah Hopkins and discussing how to find a healthy balance as a college parent between connecting with your college student, but also letting them become more independent and flourish on their own. Dr. Hopkins has a master's in marriage and family therapy from Trevecca Nazarene University and finished the doctorate in clinical counseling program in August of 2011. Since earning her master's, Dr. Hopkins has worked therapeutically with individuals and couples, as well as provides supervision for the counselors at the Trevecca Counseling Center. She has lived in Middle Tennessee for 10 years with her husband, Shannon, and they have three children. Let's go ahead and get started. Welcome, Dr. Hopkins, to the College Parent Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. So we will go ahead and get started with some questions. So our first question, um, in your opinion, what is the number one tip? or piece of advice that you would give college parents on striking the balance between showing their student that they care, but also trusting them? Yeah, I think that's so hard. I mean, first, I just want to acknowledge that sending your kid off to college is a really difficult task of parenthood. And I think it's fraught with a lot of fear and a lot of hope. And, um, you know, now we're in this season where there's a lot of new that that we didn't even have to deal with when we were leaving for college. And so it's a really hard task to send your kid off to school. But when I think about like what we can offer parents whenever they're thinking about their kids leaving, I think, and honestly, a lot of this is coming from my own experience, staffing a lot of cases as a counselor at a college counseling center. I'm working with a lot of college students as mentor or as their counselor and One of the things that I would say is to let parents know that it's okay to let their kid mess up, that, you know, kids are going to mess up. And honestly, one of the things that I consider one of life's greatest teachers is when we make mistakes. And I think I'm a parent myself. And I think one of the things that I really struggle with is allowing my kids to be in places where I know that they're going to make mistakes. And I know that they're going to probably make decisions that aren't the best for them. But being able to step back and know that in that they learn kind of how to move forward. So it's funny. Hopefully my nephew won't listen to this podcast. (laughs) My brother was at my house over Christmas and said, I need to figure out how to talk to my son because he's way over balance in his checking account. And I'm not really sure how to manage it. And my res- and he said, what would you do? And my response was, quit looking at his checking account. He is a 23-year-old man who is figuring out how to be an adult, and we all make mistakes, and that's how you learn. And so I want to validate the heart of that, but also I think that's one of the greatest gifts that we can give our kids is kind of finding that balance of letting them make mistakes. Um Yeah, and that's something I really see a lot of parents struggle with when their kid leaves for college. That is awesome advice. What benefits have you seen students experience when their parents have worked toward finding that balance? Have you seen any kind of effect on students when parents haven't worked toward finding it? I think whenever parents can do that well, what we see is that that college students learn to trust themselves. They learn to trust their gut, their own wisdom and intuition. Um, They become more confident in their decisions. 
I think it gives them the capacity to really learn from their mistakes. And so I really think that that is the positive to that. You know, I'm thinking of this student that I staffed a couple years ago that accidentally forgot um, what hotel he was staying at when he went out of town and was telling his counselor about like, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. And my first thought was, um, I need to call my parents. But in that moment, I thought I can figure this out. And he did. He figured it out. And in that moment, he's coming into counseling, talking about like, I have the ability to care for myself. And so I think that's something that we can offer our kids. And I think that that's one of the benefits is that when it works well, we teach their kids that they are trustworthy, right? We teach them internally that they can trust themselves. And I think we all want that as adults. We want to know that we have the capacity to make good decisions. Jeffrey Arnett's theory of emerging adulthood. Are y'all familiar with that? Um, He defines it. Actually, I had to write it down so I didn't get it wrong that when we have relatively few external, externally enforced expectations or obligations, and typically that happens late adolescence to like early mid-20s. And um, most folks that are in that period describe themselves as not quite feeling an adult, but also not feeling like an adolescent. They're kind of in this in-between phase and they are really in a place where they're figuring out like what adulthood looks like for them. And of course, there's definitely some, like that's an issue where like privilege comes into play. Some some kids don't have the capacity to really have this emerging, emerging adulthood period because of um, external life forces or um, factors that move them into adulthood really quickly. But most of the kids that are coming to our universities are in a place where they're figuring out, like, what does it mean to be an adult? How do I define myself as an adult? And that's something that we do by looking around us, by looking at the context that we're living in. And I think for parents, when parents can really communicate to their kids, like, you have the ability to figure this out. You don't need me to define what adulthood is for you. That really tells a kid, like, I have what I need and sign me to do this. I actually think about my husband when I'm talking about this, when we got married way too young and I won't say when, um, but I remember we were married and in our early twenties and trying to figure out how to buy a car. And I remember my husband called his dad and said, we need to buy a car. I have no idea how to buy a car. I don't know what kind of questions I should ask. And my father-in-law said, you know what? why don't you think about what you don't know and you can call me back and I will help you figure out the answers to those. And so I loved that he did that because he made us really think about what do we need? Do the research ourselves that we have the ability to figure that out. And then he was available to us as a resource when we needed him. Um, But it wasn't a rescue, right? It wasn't, we call him up, he rescues us, he, he buys the car, figures it out for us. Um, and I think as parents, like we have a responsibility to really provide those opportunities for our kids. Um, once again, knowing that they're going to mess up and that's part of the gig too. Yeah. It's that idea of don't show up with a problem with no solutions. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to come to the table with a problem, bring a few solutions. They might not be great and you can give guidance, but it's just, it's 
that's real in the professional world just as much, which you're getting into in your early and mid-20s. So it, it kind of gives you a leg up when your parents are helping you develop that, like flex that mm-hmm. muscle. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes, too, we forget that we're always our kids' parents. You know, they they are always going to look at us as their parents. We're, you know, kind of back to that question you were talking about a minute ago, what can parents do to prep? I think sometimes as our kids get older, we move in this place where we have a tendency to kind of see them um, as equals. And that's not the case, that the relationship we have with them is really unique and special, but it's not necessarily equal, and especially in college. And so what does it communicate to our kids whenever they see us as adults and they hear from us as adults? I trust you. I trust you. You're going to be okay. You have the capacity to figure this out. It's almost like we're inviting them into this club where they get to trust themselves, you know? And that is truly a gift. It truly is. Yeah, absolutely. One of our final questions we have is, what practical strategies would you recommend to parents navigating and adjusting to their students' new life away from home? What can they what can they take with them? What is something that they can work on as they're getting ready to, you know, say say goodbye? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think just knowing that this is gonna be hard for you in ways that you might not anticipate, and maybe you do. I mean, maybe you have some awareness of how hard this is gonna be but that you've got some um, resources in place when your kid leaves that can offer you support. You know, I, I say this a lot in my, with my counseling clients that I see with people that I know, like we have to find our people. We have to find our community, the people that support us. Um, and you're going to need that when your kid leaves. So really focusing on some of those relationships that can offer you support after your child leaves the home and also knowing that your kid isn't going to be that for you. I hear some really hard stories from kids about how their parents are really suffering when they leave and then they start to feel responsible for their parents suffering because the parent is calling them, talking to them about how hard it is. And I think it's different to know for your kid to know, I love you and I miss you. And there's a hole here without you here and a kid feeling responsible for not being home and taking care of their parent. So find your people and use them for that. And I think too, just maybe thinking about what you want your life to be when the kid leaves your house. I mean, this is an opportunity for us to kind of come back to ourselves and figure out who we are. And maybe some of those parts we naturally lose when we invest in our kids and a lot of our time and energy is spent there. So maybe spending some time thinking about some ways that you can invest your time when, you're, when your child leaves. It's time for them to start their life and you get to figure out what your new life looks like. Yeah, and I, I love the way that, that you phrase that. It feels like, you know, they, they do get their new start, but parents also get their new start. And for them to think about it that way is such, I mean, that's just so exciting um, too, as much as it is course, where you're navigating the balance between, you know, of course, missing them. Just, just to reiterate one of your points, I think the point you made about letting kids mess up, that's so important. Making mistakes is okay. It's just, it's part of life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that if there's a biggest takeaway, that's probably one of the ones that I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, 
keeping in mind that when we look at the research around psychological resilience too, that that develops through hardship. And um, if we are protecting our kids from hardship all of the time, we aren't working those resiliency muscles, which make us strong, competent adults that can live through difficult times. So it's so hard, but so important to allow our kids to really have times where they're going to fail. College, too, is just a great opportunity for young adults to experience life and become more independent and continue developing their own identity. And then for parents, like you've been saying, it's a great transitional time to become more of a resource and a tool for your student and your kid and less of that primary caretaker. Yes, absolutely. So as we wrap up this episode, we want to thank Dr. Sarah Hopkins for taking the time to be a guest on our show If you want to learn more, check out our other The College Parent Podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We hope you have a great day, and we'll see you next time.